I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Hour number two of the nightcap on a Friday night. Derek Stevens and friends, they will join us in one hour. Sean, how was your first Derek Stevens experience last week? I love him. I love him to death. The people here at Circa are phenomenal. And it all goes to the leadership. You know, he's a, a people person. He wants the best for his employees, his customers. You know, so he, he's tremendous. And I'm sure they'll be pretty fired up by the time they get here. And uh, they generally get more fired up while they're here. <laughs> they like to hydrate. They they are very hydrated people. Yeah, they like to hydrate. Um, yeah, so we will have that of him in an hour. By the way, I, I'm just I'm looking at Washington right now, and we have one game gone final. Chiefs cover, and the under comes home. So uh, the trend is now sitting at 16 and three so far this preseason. And I'm watching this Washington Cincinnati game, where it should hit under 17 okay. 13. They're about to roll into the two minute warning. But I'm looking at my guy right there, number 38. For Washington, Jonathan Williams, I believe is his name. You know my guy wants to score a touchdown. You oh. know he wants to score. He's trying to break one here. So I, I wouldn't cash the under ticket just yet because this is their time to shine. I mean, he's got the whole university of Instagram watching the game, so he's trying to show out. <laughs> you know, you want to post the highlights in this the DMs. This is his chance. This is chance. Get it done, big dog. So uh, we'll, see if, uh, we'll see if he can... Uh, can break one here. Uh, but the trend, uh, I, I almost want him to score a touchdown. Apologies to people who have the under because I didn't bet it. Because neither one of us took the trend, the auto money I wish cash I had. cow trend. I wish I had. I, I mean, know, the 41 what? in the Kansas City game looked high. I didn't look really high. 17 10, final. Yeah. Easy. Chiefs win. 
They cover full game. They cover the half. As we mentioned to start the show, we had a couple. We had some theatrics here, uh, pulling for our pockets. Yes, Man rocking a Patrick Mahomes jersey. His new favorite player is Juan Thornhill with that interception, <laughs> diving in the end zone at the end of the first half when Colt McCoy looked like he was going to pull one out. Uh, so uh, the Chiefs covered the first half number, under hit. And uh, Chiefs cover the full game, under hits. So a lot of uh, Chiefs and under there. What was the halftime score, 10-0? Uh, yep. So the Chiefs covered the second half too? Yep. Oh, no, Cardinals 10-7, second half, because it's 17-10. Yeah, Cardinals won the second half 10-7. Oh, Streveler got in the way. Yeah. Yeah. Streveler, great cup. Great Cup hero, mm-hmm. getting it done. Uh, so, yes, second half cu- uh, caches for Arizona, which went off uh, two here at uh, at Circa. I thought about playing it, and I didn't. And what do you know? But uh, 17-13 right now, that's the final game we're keeping an eye on. Two-minute warning in uh, in Washington. We'll see if the under hits yet again. We've got some baseball to keep an eye on. How about the Nationals? How about the Washington Nationals? Uh, my buddy's up in Milwaukee who I was talking to earlier this morning, as I always do, um, they, um, they they might have some words for me because I said, oh, you got the Nats, you're fine. Fine. Tough scheduling spot for Milwaukee. Just, I actually, had, that, just had that three-game series in St. Louis. Yeah, I have the Pirates tonight. They're up 4-0. I'm, surprised you didn't take, I'm almost a little surprised you didn't take Washington based because they're I should have. A, a dog. They I were, thought about it. Plus, the, and and the and the steam was a little bit on on them. Uh, they went off as, I think, surprisingly, only plus one sixty two dog tonight. Yeah. And Patrick Corbin, that this is why they I, haven't been very good on the road. And Patrick Corbin's been dreadful. Yeah. He is, I think, statistically among qualifying starters, the worst pitcher in baseball this year. Yeah. Uh, but and I figured Milwaukee and St. Louis would be emotionally drained because a lot of energy went into that three game set they had. You know. Geographically, they're a natural rivalry. St. Louis is trying to get, you know, back legitimately into that last wild card spot. So, a lot of energy and emotion. And that said, I figured both would be a little flat today, but hopefully the Pirates can get three more outs. Walker Bueller on the hill tonight for the Dodgers uh, against the Mets. Who? <laughs> Poor Mets. Down two nothing. You're facing Walker Bueller, one of the uh, Cy Young candidates. So, good luck. To the uh, to the New York Metropolitans to try to get that one as a plus two thirteen dog. Sean King, Tim Murray, we'll keep it rolling. It's hour number two here on the Nightcap. Keep it rolling. Hour number two here on the Nightcap, live from the Circus Sportsbook, downtown Las Vegas. The owner. Of this joint usually st- joins us to start the show. Mm-hmm. He's got business to attend to. He's a busy man. He was over at his other property, the D. I think a little get together for the Circa Survivor and uh, Circa Millions. They're definitely already hydrating. Uh, they will be. Uh, they will be hydrated and ready to go. Top of the next hour, we'll continue our breakdowns of conferences in college football. Yesterday it was uh, the Mountain, Mountain West. West. Yep. Uh, two days ago it was. The greatest conference in all of college football. AAC. The AAC. Tonight, it's the independents by themselves. They deserve love, too. Notre Dame, Liberty, uh, Army, BYU. Actually, some high win totals this year. In uh, When I looked at the rundown, I actually got really excited because I like underdogs. And generally, the independents, I know Notre Dame kind of skews it a little bit, but 
independence in today's college football or generally the underdog. Yeah, but not this year. Liberty's going to be a favorite in a lot of games. We'll, we'll, we'll break that down a little bit later on. Uh, but right now, bringing in uh, one of our favorite guests. Uh, he joins us uh, on a regular basis. It is Jared Smith. And uh, Jared, have you been riding the under train? I, I've been kicking myself, both Sean and I. You know, we talk about it. We talk, talk, talk. You know how it is. You I mean every day you you're you're we're, you're spitting out different trends, and and then you don't follow them. And right now, Washington's sweating it out a little bit as we're at 30 points. The total is 35. But if this holds mm. true, 17 and three to the under through the preseason so far. Mm, Tim, Sean, pleasure to be with you uh, this evening out in the desert. I will say this. I took a different approach to the preseason this year, and I, I abstained from it courteously, but <laughs> completely, uh, because I wanted to get a fr- I wanted to have a completely fresh, you know, like no scar tissue, no like totally fresh look uh, when I started the regular season. Doesn't mean I'm not at least looking at things, you know, especially the injuries and, you know, some of the news that we get from training camp. But I, I haven't bet on a preseason game yet. I don't plan on it. Um, and I'm just kind of going with the flow over the next couple of weeks. I'm trying to wait as long as possible to keep my opinions as nimble as possible before we get into the meat of the season. Maybe it's going to burn me. Maybe it's going to give me a fresh take on things. We'll find out. But no uh, preseason sweats for me so far, guys. And there it is. 17-3. and three. Unbelievable. The, the, the under train is just Should have been a, the under. Uh, under train and I'm the dope on this show. I'm I'm too late. I don't want to join the trend, Sean. Well, they're gone three and zero. Why didn't you just mention it? Like, why didn't you mention it earlier? Like, hey, let's just take the under. In both I don't games. know. And now we're gonna do it tomorrow. Yeah. We're gonna blindly bet all the unders and we're gonna lose all of them. We're gonna go one and nine. No, we're not. Um. All right. Let's uh. Let's get into actually a team that you like, Jared, quite a bit. Played tonight. Uh. In the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, once again, you can't glean much off of off of preseason football. Um. But you are all in on the Cardinals in the in the most challenging division in all of football. Uh, you know, with the 49ers expected to have a big year, Rams trading for Matthew Stafford, Seattle's got uh, the magic man, Russell Wilson. Why are you high on the Arizona Cardinals? <laughs> well, I'll tone it back with all in. I, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll at least say that I'm I'm interested. And usually, I guess not usually, but of late, the last few years, it does seem like the third-year quarterbacks are the ones that take the big leap. Uh, last year, it was Josh Allen. I was able to jump on the Bills very early. In fact, right after the Super Bowl two years ago. Um, and, and that was the team last year that got off to the hot start. They, they stayed out throughout the regular season. And they were one of the biggest movers in the market. So I was trying to identify a team down on the odds board that could potentially move like that with a third-year quarterback. My options were Daniel Jones or Kyler Murray. I kind of moved in the direction of Kyler Murray. I liked what Arizona did in the offseason. I've heard some great things from A.J. Green, uh, you know, how his camp has been. I don't want to look too much in the training camp, though. I I like what they did in the offseason, but I don't want to read too much into what's happened over the last couple weeks. We certainly know that Cliff Kingsbury's kept his cards close to the vest. In fact, I believe Kyler Murray, his rookie year, didn't even start any of the preseason games in 2019. So I don't want to look into the preseason at all, but I do think they have the explosion in a division where they will be tested strength of schedule if they're able to win or at least compete in that division that number off of i think i got 44 to 1 uh is going to move pretty significantly in addition to the division interesting schedule right at the onset couple of easy games and then they get la san francisco early on so we'll we'll, we'll know very early on just how good this arizona team is year three with kyler and cliff kingsbury 
And it's interesting, Jared, because in that division, the Rams, the 49ers, the Seahawks get so much attention that if you delve a little deeper into this Cardinals roster, J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones, Isaiah Simmons, Collins, the Your first guy's round pick, Collins. looks like he's going to be a dude on offense. DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, they pick up uh, A.J. Mm-hmm. from Cincinnati. They have talent. What has been the missing piece, in your opinion, previously that you think is now a part of the puzzle that's in place for them to take this next jump? Well, I, I think Kyler Murray has to stay healthy. And, and uh, you know, you saw the first half of last season compared to the second half when, you know, he started to get nicked up later in the year. Completely different team, completely different quarterback. That division's an absolute bear. But, Sean, you nailed it. Everyone's loving what the Rams did with, with you know, Matt Stafford. Obviously, the Seahawks are always going to get a ton of attention with Russell Wilson. And the 49ers, I think, are, are in a bounce-back spot after going to the Super Bowl two years ago. Huge down year, injuries, turnovers, all the bad luck in the world. Everyone's expecting them to bounce back. Arizona's flying under the radar, and they've got a really, really good roster. I think if you put Arizona in almost any other division in the NFL, they would be considered amongst one of the best rosters in that specific division. They're kind of unfortunate that they play in the NFC West. They will be tested. And I think if Kyler can you know, withstand the, the gauntlet of the season, that's probably why you're not going to see him a lot in the preseason. Added game this year, and he was not healthy last year. So I, I want to see him fresh, and I want to see him at least, you know, finish the year as strongly as he started it, especially considering the the disjointed season he had last year. Now, interesting, uh, Arizona's not really looked dynamic, explosive, or like a fine oil machine in these first two preseason games offensively. With Cliff Kingsbury's background, does that give you any pause or cause for alarm, or are you of the take that the preseason ultimately doesn't play a factor or huge role into what happens once the regular season starts. I mean, I'd be curious your thoughts on it. I mean, you know, you, you, you played in the preseason. Did you guys run the same stuff? I'm assuming it was a very vanilla scheme. So we really right? did because you've been working on the same system okay. the entire offseason. The difference is you didn't specifically game plan for that opponent. So, like, generally in the regular season, we'll have adjustments for almost everything. We want to run this offensive play versus this front. If they're in a different front, then we want to check this play. A lot of times in the preseason, you just run the play call. You don't do a lot of audibling, checking out. You really haven't gotten into a a really specific uh, red zone package. You know, you just kind of call your stuff. So that's kind of the attention to detail isn't the same. And, and you would think that year three, Kingsbury, Murray together, that attention to detail is going to be ratcheted up a little bit this year. So we're not going to get the same. At least I don't think we're going to get, and, and frankly, I don't trust these coaches anymore because they know everything in the preseason is going to be on tape. You know, they, they, they have a little more privacy when they're in their practice facilities and they're able to run through some of those, you know, audibles and check with me. So I, I don't like to take a whole lot of stock in the preseason. And that was kind of the reason that I went with the approach this year to not even bet it. You know, obviously I'm paying attention, but I, I don't want to get invested because I don't want to force myself to do work that might end up being, you know, a waste of time once we actually get to the regular season. I'm talking to Jared Smith, our good friend at Jared Lee Smith on Twitter. And, you know, Week one is is a uh, a really really interesting matchup in Tennessee because a team that you like in Arizona and I think a team you like in Tennessee. I took Tennessee at plus one hundred five. Uh, this was over the weekend, a, a couple weekends ago, when Carson Wentz had hurt his foot, and I'm like, oh, if he's out, I'm just gonna go grab Tennessee. Uh, and then you know we find out it was worse, and then now it's a little bit better. So 
This week one matchup between the Cardinals and the Titans, Jared, is, is really um, a, a big one. And right now, Tennessee is laying three at home uh, against the Arizona Cardinals. When you look at Tennessee, and, I, and we were texting a little bit back and forth earlier today, and I, I thought he made a good point because the price that Tennessee's at now, if they win this game, Sean, it's it's not going to be any lower than this because I think the schedule kind of works out in the Titans' favor, especially if they win that Week 3 showdown at home against Indianapolis. So when you look at Tennessee, uh, they go out, they get uh, Julio Jones. Are you in on Tennessee to uh, take this division? I think it's probably my best and maybe my my biggest bet of, of, of the preseason, you know, in terms of the futures market. Um, I, I just think when you look at each division, I think it's its own season. And when you handicap the AFC South, I don't see a team that's tougher than Tennessee in that division. You want to say that the Colts, maybe they're a little bit undervalued based on the roster around Carson Wentz. I don't fully believe in Carson Wentz. And there's plenty of holes to poke with the Jaguars and the Texans. I don't even think are, are worthy of being in the conversation. So uh, I, I think that team at at the time plus money, I know it's moved a little bit. It's kind of, you know, pushed back to center. It got to almost as high as almost laying 30 or 40 cents. I got it at plus 110 right when the Carson Wentz news came out. And I love the fact that they get the Colts at home in week three before any quarterback, even if it is Carson Wentz, is going to have a chance to really get acclimated to a new offense. Uh, I, I know Indy is is tough, and they've got a great roster, and I don't want to knock the head coach because he's done a fantastic job. But I think Tennessee is just a little tougher. I like what they did in the offseason, obviously, with Julio Jones. I think they added a little – they added just enough to the defense to make themselves a little bit better in some key spots. And uh, that division, when it comes to winning divisional games, which is what it takes to win a division, uh, I, I think Tennessee's the toughest team, and, and you're getting them at plus money. I think they're better than a coin flip to win the South. Oh, Jared, let me reset you. Knock away. Frank Reich deserves to get knocked after that playoff debacle. <laughs> Until they play another game that matters, knock away. He single-handedly beat his own that's team fair. in the playoffs last year. And they still covered, right? That, that's, that's fair. Yeah, that might have been the worst coach playoff game I've ever seen in my life. Sean doesn't pull any punches. He gets right to it, Tim. You're gonna like. He tells it how it is. I mean, I'm looking right at the game and I'm screaming. Yeah, no, at, I'm it. screaming at him in every quarter, and it's like he's just doubling down on stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're a really tough. I mean, and, and I, I just think the Colts are, are a really tough roster. I don't want to go too crazy with the Carson Wentz stuff because I think he'll play at some point. I just don't know how long he's gonna play. Yeah, they and, and they've got a great offensive line. You know, the Nelson injury wasn't as bad as people thought, which is good. Uh, you know, people really jumped off the bandwagon there, and and I, I think both of those guys will play. But how how much will they be able to play early on in a, in a new offensive with a, with a with a with a new system, so to say? So uh, I, I'm selling Indy, or I guess neutral on Indy, but I am buying Tennessee. Yeah, the the Indianapolis Colts, their schedule uh, is is rather daunting. You know, home game against Seattle Week One. Uh, that it's, it's a flip of favorites now. You're home to the Rams, at the Titans, at the Dolphins, at the Ravens. You get the Texans in there. Then you're at the 49ers. You get the Titans again. Uh, it's softer towards the end of the season. But it's a, it's a challenging schedule out of the gates there for Indianapolis, especially with uncertainty, maybe an unhealthy quarterback. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I am on the Titans as well. Grabbed them at plus 105. The funny thing was I actually liked the Colts uh, prior to the Wentz injury. I, I just like the, the roster makeup. But, Jared, I, I want to jump to one of, I, I think, the most – intriguing um, 
futures market out there, which is Offensive Rookie of the Year, because there's so many differing opinions. When you have five quarterbacks go in the first round, when you have a freak of nature in Kyle Pitts go fourth overall, when you've got, you know, uh, Jamar Chase, who looked awful tonight, by the way, uh, when you have Jamar Chase with the com- uh, familiarity go six, when you have Devontae Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner, go top 15, then you have a running back who's going to get every carry in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I mean, you, this is so interesting and then going back to the quarterbacks you've got a guy in justin Fields, sean that you say should be the starter right now my ginger brother andy dalton very much disagrees he says it's his time uh so (laughs) when you look at this market right now jared what's jumping out at you for rookie of the year you know it's if, if i was justin fields i would say you know what andy go ahead it's your time week one against you know aaron donald and and, and jalen ramsey and the rams i'll take over week two when we face the Bengals. and and i don't think that hurts his chances to win rookie of the year at all it, because the jaguars i mean i, I think there's going to be more bad than good for the jaguars this year say what you want about trevor lawrence is the favorite But the goal is to get that number which you know i got it at plus 850 on fields now it's kind of in the six to one range to get that number to the favorite spot as soon as possible, because then you have an opportunity to fire off one hedge bullet, you know, in case of injury or, you know, anything else, because, you know, just as well as anyone else, the seventh, especially the added game, there's going to be ups and downs to this. So the goal is to shave as much off of that preseason, you know, week one number as much as we can. If you got in fields eight to one, nine to one, you're sitting here now six to one. I would wait. I would hold out. Don't get discouraged if the fact that Dalton's the starter week one. I think when Fields comes in, and Sean, I know you could speak to this. I, I, I don't really look for, you know, oh, he's throwing the ball down the field and he's making all of his reads. Can you command the huddle? Is he overwhelmed by the moment being in an NFL game? Obviously, the answer to that is no. Justin Fields, he's looked poised. He, he's looked comfortable. And I am excited to see him get going. He's going to be the guy though, at some Sean. point. Maybe not week one, maybe yeah, the game is slow to him. Uh-huh. But, I mean, that's one of his greatest strengths. It's He doesn't get rattled. You know, he kind of keeps like an even keel, calm demeanor. You know, it'll just be can they produce points. You know, the bottom line once the regular season starts is people don't really care how the sausage is made. They just want the sausage to taste good. So it don't matter if you throw for 400 yards and you guys score 30 points or if they hand the ball off the running back and you score 30 points it's the 30 points that are going to matter so just consistently being able to manufacture and produce points is the thing that all these young quarterbacks are going to be up against and jared i was going to ask you some soccer uh but you know unfortunately we're out of time football so uh f you oh no worries no no footy here tonight i followed you on twitter jared follow me back (laughs) oh sean let's go let's go it's my time baby it's it's sean's time (laughs) there he is jared smith one of our good uh, good buddies, at Jared Lee Smith on Twitter. Sean's following That's him. That's right, man. You should, too. Make, made a new friend. Uh, we will uh, we will get you updated on uh, on some baseball scores on the other side, as well as the under train. Whoop, whoop. Rolling along. It's the nightcap. Hey, guys. This is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Your head. <laughs> hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
But I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or, like, put a sign in your yard. But All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Keep it rolling here on the nightcap. Get you updated on some. Uh, got a lot of baseball going on right now. What you are happy? All right, can you tell the? Can you tell the people? The CEO of the Dog Pound. Pirates, baby. Yeah, he was on the Pirates. Yes, sir. Can you tell the people your three-leg ridiculous parlay that you've got going on right now? Two legs are home, by the way. So I took the Red Sox minus two and a half. Um. I took the Braves uh, minus Red so- two and a half. Red Sox were playing the uh, the Rangers at home. They were massive favorites, but you took the uh, Braves minus the- two and a half. They went six nothing. Yeah, you um, took the Braves against the uh, the hapless Orioles. Yes, that comes home. And I have the Rockies minus two and a half. They're currently up six to four in the bottom of the seventh. So if we can get another run and win the game by three, this is a nice little windfall of dollar dollar bills. An eight to one. <laughs> it ain't home no, yet. And, 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 it's and not home yet. Look, as I always told yeah. my my former partner in crime, Sarah Perlman, parlays are for suckers because I would I would feel very bad mm-hmm. if you hit two minus two and a half bets in baseball mm-hmm. and then lose out on an eight to one parlay because of. The Rockies. Now, I'm pulling for your pockets right now right. that the Rockies could pull this off, but 
I'm in the clear already because my Pirates won. Your day did. Yeah. Plus 182, so, you're able to get that home? Playing with house money. <laughs> Hopefully the Rockets can get her done. We'll see here shortly. Um, we got a big uh, big wild card situation uh, brewing out in uh, in San Diego with the Padres and the Phillies. 3-2 to two right now, the Phillies lead. Bryce Harper hit another home run uh, in this game. And the Padres coming off of the sweep, getting swept by the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, as we talked to Rich Ornberger yesterday, I mean, they are holding on. They are right now, because the Reds won earlier today, your favorite team, the Cincinnati Reds. I can't stand the Reds. I've been trying to beat them since they lost to the Cubs twice. They won't lose. <laughs> you are a spiteful person. Yeah, me and our, our producer, Aaron Oyster, we went with the Marlins tonight with the fighting Derek Jeters. Yeah, they lost 5-3 to yeah, the, uh, to the didn't Reds. Yeah, they didn't quite get it done. But right now, the Cincinnati Reds, uh, looking at the uh, – the standings, I believe they're just a half game back. Oh, I hope they take. Of the wild card. Uh, I'm going to send an email. <laughs> just with a bunch of like. If like, the Padres lose this game emojis. to the Phillies, the Reds and the Padres are tied for the final wild card spot. And they would be collectively each nine and a half games back of the Dodgers for the top wild card. So spot. where's St. Louis? And St. Louis is how many games behind? St. Louis is. Four games back of the Padres right now. And so the Reds and the Padres will be... T- I'm, a, I'm officially a Cardinals fan. I'm just... I'm not pulling for San Diego, and I definitely don't want Cincinnati. <laughs> just because of one game. Two. Two games. Yeah, Did you bet the, on both games? They lost to the Cubs back-to-back. After the Cubs had lost, I think, 12 straight? Yep. And you're out on them just because of that? All the way. I didn't know you were that spiteful of a person. Not at all. Apparently you are. Oh, just don't want them to win. <laughs> uh, and the Dodgers right now leading the Mets. That's three-one uh, top of the fifth. The uh, the New York Mets who continue their free fall. Uh, they they are trailing the Atlanta Braves right now by five and a half games. If this uh, score holds, they will be six games back in the NL East. Just a reminder to Jeff Parles who on this program. Not too long. I've got the clip. He's crying somewhere. I've got the clip. And I will, uh, I'm just holding it. Just, oh. I, I, you know. Hold it together, JP. It ain't too late to change to a good team. <laughs> that just tickled you, huh? That was good. <laughs> I'm for real. Like, you shouldn't, like, be destined for eternity well, to the, have to root for part, and support the, a team that's not any good. The best part of that video However long it was, we had Stanford Steve, Steve Coughlin on the show, Mets fan. Right. And I teed up Jeff and said, hey, Steve, I would like you to hear what Jeff has to say. And Jeff guaranteed that the NL East would be won by the Mets. And Stanford Steve, who is older and wiser than young Jeffrey, said, don't do that. Just, he said, I believe, just embrace today. See, here's what Jeff can do. When the A's come to Vegas, he could just come a Las Vegas A's fan and, like, start it. over. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I don't want to subject yourself to this kind of angst. I mean, being a Mets fan, I mean, come on. You're setting yourself up for just being unhappy all the time. They did go to the World Series a couple years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and lose. People went to the moon a while ago, too. And Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. It's the Nightcap. A little Heisman Trophy discussion on the other side. The Nightcap.
from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. The VEASAN College Football Betting Guide is here, and you got to start your football season on the right foot with our expert analysis and picks for conference champions, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff teams, plus power ratings for every single team. Now is also a great time to get your all-access VEASAN subscription, including our college and pro football betting guides, along with everything we offer for the entire football season. Get your college football betting guide for only $19.99 or Start your free all-access trial today. Head over to vcin.com backslash subscribe. We will continue our trek through every conference in college football today. And, yes, the independents are a conference, Sean. They are people, too. Notre Dame, Liberty, UMass. We didn't get to see much of UConn last year. It's funny because, like, you have all these schools that are like, please, please let me in, please let me in. And then you have, like, Notre Dame with its entitlement. No, we good. And we'll sing y'all the basketball and baseball teams, but football, and yeah, we're going to chill over here. You guys It's not their me. fault. You guys irk me. No? Yeah. 
Ooh, Notre Dame. Just jealous. Jealousy. Why yeah. would you have to join a conference if you don't have to? It's actually a, not a financial gain for them to not be in a conference. They would make more money if they were in a conference. But we'll talk more Notre Dame here uh, in just a little bit. Ooh, they have the cute gold helmet. They are nice. Yeah, whatever. Take the under and the win total on Notre Dame. <laughs> 500 at best this year. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to enjoy every loss, trust me. What is... All right. I'm going to enjoy every loss. I'm going to give you so you don't, much trash you don't like every Clemson. week when Notre Dame loses. Is it just because it's, I like Notre Dame? I like to rub it in people's face if they like Notre Dame. Okay. Because Notre Dame has like this, I'm better than you persona, but they haven't won anything. Like Alabama can walk into the wedding with flip-flops and shorts on because they win everything. Notre Dame's just kind of like they want to cut in line. They want front row seats. You know, they want backstage passes, and they've won nothing. 38 and 6 the last three years. I'm talking titles. Well, then you can only talk about Then you can only talk about like four teams. That's right. So everybody else is everybody, sitting in the back. I always love that conversation. Like, well, Notre Dame, they, they just fall apart. I'm like, well, Oklahoma, the last time they were in the playoff, lost by 50. Notre Dame has one of the easiest schedules in all of college what? football. Those games that used to be good, Boston College, Southern Cal, Navy, those teams haven't been any good the last five years. That schedule's not hard. It's not. Just face it. Wisconsin, Cincinnati. When's the last time Wisconsin's been really good? They're supposed to be good this year. But I'm talking previously. The last four or five years, that schedule's just been, eh, It's big names on it, but not really good football teams. Well, the team that everyone's in love with this year, North Carolina, who, who got to go to the Orange Bowl last as, year. As I slightly twist yeah. the knife just a little bit Went more down to North Carolina. One by two touchdowns. Yeah, that's. I don't. I actually don't think it's a daunting schedule, but it is. Oh, there's five losses on that schedule, man. It, it's <laughs> five losses, but but it's easy. No, I'm t- previously. I wouldn't be surprised if you guys start zero and two. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get into let's get into the Heisman because now you're just. Now you're just playing. Toledo's good this year. Toledo is good. I have them six to one to win the MAC. They have all those transfers from those big time programs. They're, they're good. They are good. Jason Candle does a great job. I'm, I would not be surprised. Florida State's going to be rocking. Do they have talent? Mackenzie Milton. How healthy is he? Going to be healthy for that game. All right. We will see. They also have to block the people that are trying to get Mackenzie Milton. That's, right. That tends to be an issue down there in Florida State. Um, I wanted to get into something. Now you've got me all derailed. Mm, hot and bothered. See what you. I do? See what I do? I, I got no. I got no. You're so here. cute when you get red. I'm not mad. <laughs> um, Winbet. The folks over at Winbet have top three Heisman odds. So. Will this player finish in the top three? So Spencer Rattler is your favorite to win the Heisman Trophy, so he's got the shortest odds to finish in the top three. But I think this is where you can get kind of creative. And, and to is, me, this is a fair problem. Yeah, I think this is, yeah. this is fun. It's impossible to pick who's going to win the Heisman, in my opinion, in 2021, just because of all the unknowns. Like, when you look at that list, a lot of those guys are big-time programs, but they haven't done big-time things yet. So you're just banking on the fact that if Alabama is normally is, is what they normally are, whoever the quarterback is is going to be in the Heisman race. It's yeah. not like Bryce is coming off of 4,500, 40 touchdown year. Well, look at that list. So you got Spencer Rattler, who is the who is who got benched last year. Who at has one the point. has the shortest odds? And he's the favorite. Is plus one fifty. 
DJ Uyunglele started two games last year. Looked really good. He did look good. Yeah. Three to one. Bryce Young didn't play at all. Yeah, plus spring, 350. Spring, spring game tape. CJ Stroud didn't play at all. Spring plus 500. JT Daniels played well at the end. Shouldn't even be on the list. There's nothing about when you watch JT Daniels play that says Heisman. I see good quarterback. I see capable of helping Georgia compete for an SEC championship quarterback. I don't see Heisman contender. But I think if he's capable of leading you to a national championship, he has to be on the list. I don't, I don't believe that. Sam Howell, 5-1. Baller. Everyone's favorite player. He's a baller. Lost by two touchdowns to Notre Dame last year. Bijan Robinson, seven to one. He's another baller. He I is. think his his off the top of your head, what was Texas's record the year Ricky Williams won the Heisman? Uh, nine and two. 10 nine and, one. and two. They were relevant. Yeah. If oh, that yeah. was a seven win team, Ricky probably doesn't win the Heisman. I think Michael Bishop finished second, if I'm not mistaken. I think I think Sean King finished tenth that year. Yeah. I didn't get invited though, so it's like I finished fiftieth. I was the same place everybody else was. It wasn't there <laughs> watching it on TV. Um, it's a sad thing. I want to – not shown on that list because I, I wanted to go back. I wanted to find the last non-Power 5 conference player to finish in the top three. You have to go back a little bit. Jordan Lynch in 2013 from Northern Illinois was the last non-Power 5 player to finish in the top three. Uh, we saw – Mackenzie Milton in 2018, finished sixth. Rashad Penny, 2017, finished fifth. Keenan Reynolds finished fifth in 2015. Malik Willis from Liberty. He's going to put up big-time numbers. What's their schedule? Can we pull their schedule up? Yeah, we'll pull up their schedule. Yeah, what's what's Liberty's schedule? Their biggest game is they have Ole Campbell Miss Troy, Ole November 6th. At I, just, Ole Miss. I just don't think with that schedule he has any shot. I don't think he has any shot to win it. Right. But could he get invited? Could he put up numbers high enough? Probably not, because you look, once again, you go back to Keenan Reynolds in 2015, finished fifth. If, if Ole Miss finishes fourth in the SEC West. Matt Corral's another guy. Yeah. Ole Miss, he could finish top three. He's got talent. He, I think and he, I, I like Malik. I think he's the best I just, quarterback. I just don't think with that schedule he's going to have any shot. But we'll talk about that schedule a little bit later on. Uh you're gonna. It's gonna be two against one here in just a little bit. That's fine. Yeah. More Notre Dame talk. Sean's excited about that. I'm gonna get him. A, I'm gonna get him one of those replica helmets. Actually, I have one. I'll bring it in. I'll put it on the desk. Put it right here, right in front of you. Put that replica golden helmet. Just to let it gleam off your face there. It's the nightcap here on Vison. Instant Match searches through millions of resumes in Indeed's database to deliver candidates who fit your job description instantly. Find out more at Indeed.com slash credit. We've got an in-studio guest, but I I can't overlook the fact that Sean, look at him right now. Look at this guy. Sean has a three-leg parlay (coughs) with... Don't jinx it. I'm just... I'm just stating. I still what, have to get three more. Outs. I'm just stating what is on the ticket. You were the one dancing. How much do you weigh? Because you are heavy. Two hundred. You are all on weighing my ticket down right now. Okay. <laughs> I am a host of a gambling show. My co-host is dancing because a sack fly just took place in the Rockies game, and the Rockies now lead seven to four. Yeah. 
sounds like music. Braves minus two and a half came home. Red Sox minus two and a half came home. And you need the Rockies minus two and a half. They lead seven. I really four. need like a three run jack right here. Like that would be nice. Sean, a little bit of the. Not like you didn't know the camera was on you. You were dancing. You were inviting that from Tim. Oh, I got moves. He does. He does oh, have yeah. moves. He can also moves. sing, too. We'll get the uh, the serenading out here. The voice you just heard, Douglas Farmer, who covers Notre Dame football for NBC. Oh, man. He's getting a pound from Sean, and uh, we got a lot to get into, even though Sean, I'm going to be very kind. I'm going to be very kind. Oh, we got more runs? Yes. More runs. Yes. Eight to four. Nine. Nine to four. <laughs> Let's go, Rockies. Let's go, Rockies. I don't know how we pivot off this, but uh, we will do our best. And we might keep Douglas for more than one segment, so I'm not, like, intruding upon your We might. We got Derek Stevens coming in, too. And so. understand, before the last break, all of the Notre Dame vitriol was because I know Douglas covers Notre Dame. Just to give you a little background, I was at NBC with the wonderful people there, so I actually did some Notre Dame games, a tremendous atmosphere on that campus. I stayed in a little hotel right next to the uh, women's college. That's across the, uh, the street. The inn at St. Mary's. Yes. Uh, played the little golf course. That's, that's right over there. So Warren I'm, Golf Course. Yes. I had a good time there. There you go. I Sean, did. your tenor has changed now that there's a second Notre Dame-affiliated person at the desk. Well, I'm outnumbered. <laughs> Earlier, you were, you were saying Notre Dame feels entitled to backstage passes. And what I want to ask you is, do you know anybody who turns down a backstage pass? If they're being offered it, they should take it. I agree 100%. I'm all for it. You see how I redirected? Yeah. I'm afraid. <laughs> once you once you bring it, yeah, you're from both sides. You're like you're you're. Here, you're Sean, let, let me let me make you feel a little bit better. Tim, I have to point out, you said Notre Dame is 38 and six in the last three years. Do you really think they played 44 games in two and two third seasons? The number you were looking for is 43 and eight in the last ah, four years. There it is. See, I messed up. I gave them too much credit. I don't know if Alabama's lost eight games in the last ten, but hey, I mean, tomato, tomato. They, they, they're big-time programs, they're, they're, and then they're really good programs. And I, unfortunately, Notre Dame's in that really good category. Have, However, as a Notre Dame fan, by the way, I have no issues with Marcus that. Freeman is one of my best friends, so I am pulling 100% for Notre Dame to have a great year because I want him to be successful. I think he's you know, one of the bright, young defensive minds out there. I think he's a head coach oh, yeah. in waiting. And Absolutely. I think for him to get his opportunity, Notre Dame needs to be pretty good on defense. So I'm pulling for the fighting Irish. Well, let's uh, let's get to that. You know, Notre Dame opens at Florida State. Win total has actually dipped down at most spots to eight and a half. Let's start with the defense because there's a lot of questions on the offense. Um, but let's start defensively. They've got Kyle Hamilton back there. He's going to be a top five, top I, ten. I pick. think I've heard of him. Yeah, he's he's okay. He's but decent. there are, but there decent. are questions at at in the, at corner. A lot of questions. And but up front, I think. Notre Dame, that is a strength, and that's why the Florida State game, ultimately, I think Notre Dame is able to prevail because I think they just wear down that offensive line of Florida State. Notre Dame's defensive line might go three deep, and for years now, we all know Florida State's offensive line is a question. It's, and, and this is not to disparage Dylan Gibbons, but when Notre Dame's second or third string guard transfers to Florida State and has a chance to start on their offensive line, that just shows you the difference between these rosters. So Notre Dame's defensive line, maybe going three deep, is going to be a problem for Florida State and will help Marcus Freeman in his debut campaign. You say he's a head coach someday. Two or three years, there's a track record here. That could be enough at Notre Dame of, of defensive success to propel him to that. So when you look at let's go to the offense, though, because the offense lost a ton for Notre Dame. You lose your quarterback, all-time winningest quarterback in Notre Dame history. 
Uh, he goes fourth round to the Saints. You lose four of your five starters in the offensive line. Jared Patterson is back. They bring in Kane Madden, a, a All-American transfer uh, from Marshall, so that's helpful. But they do have a lot of youth. Blake Fisher, likely their left tackle, a, a true freshman. Um, so up front and then at quarterback, I think, are the biggest questions. And wide receiver. I mean, there's a lot of curiosity. Not to say that there isn't talent, but Sean, I'll, I'll direct this at you and then I'll, I'll jump over. Jack Cohn. Mm -hmm. To me, it's the right decision for Notre Dame to start Jack Cohn. Right. Because he's he's played in big-time bowl games. He's won an Orange Bowl. You know, he won a big game at Minnesota. College game day was there. Granted, he had Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. He got the handoff to. Right. But what do you think of Jack Cohn as a quarterback coming in as a, as a placeholder for Notre Dame at quarterback? He's talented. You know, now he has to prove that he can play at a high level week in and week out on the biggest stages. You know, and I don't think, in my opinion, quarterback is Notre Dame's issue. And I'll be interested, Doug, in how you feel about this. O-line has always been their best position. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. There's you near know, four draft picks, how, three draft picks, and an undrafted free agent that's prized. Right. There's no way to question it. So I kind of, I guess, my question for 2021 is, and I know kids can get overlooked coming out of high school. How's a transfer from Marshall, mm -hmm. the best offensive lineman on second. campus? He's now? not. Okay. Jarrett Patterson is almost inarguably, but still arguably the best center in the country. Okay, and the only reason I ask that is because when you look at these preseason All-American lists, is Kane Matten on them. Not... Jarrett Patterson should be the okay. preseason center All-American. So they Kane have Madden two was... legitimate NFL yes. caliber guys. Okay. Kane Madden was a second uh, second team All-American last year at Marshall, okay. and then you have to look and wonder if he can achieve that at Marshall. And I don't, I don't know Marshall's offensive football. line last year, they but I don't mean to disparage. Yeah. He should have better offensive linemen next to him this year. And, and they so run a pro-style system. And Notre Dame this year won't be far from that because that's Jack Cohn's bread and butter. He's not somebody you're going to have wheeling out in every route. He's, he's somebody who's going to drop back, hang tough, and, and make that throw. The other aspect of the offensive line, Tim mentioned Blake, Blake Fisher, a, a starting freshman. He's the second, he will be the second true freshman to start the season opener on Notre Dame's offensive line in history. That is something that, that Mike McGlinchey didn't do. Mm -hmm. Ronnie Stanley didn't do. Quinton Nelson didn't do. And that alone should give you an idea that Blake Fisher is not somebody to mess around with. He is a big young man playing left tackle, and he's going to be a problem for some opposing defensive ends. Playmakers for Notre Dame. You've got two running backs, and I heard Bruce Feldman. I think Bruce Feldman said yes. that Kyron Williams should be a first-team All-American. They might have the best one-two punch in, in, the, in the country with Chris Tyree and Kyron Williams. They've got Michael Mayer at tight end, who one of the few players who did make plays against Alabama, <laughs> <laughs> who actually looked like he belonged on that field. But wide receiver is a big question mark. It's a lot of unproven commodities. I know there's been talk about, you know, Braden Lindsey, who's a speedster. He's made some plays. I'm still upset he went away from 25 because that's kind of a prize number there at Notre Dame with Rocket. But um, what do you expect from the, from the playmakers? I don't... It, Braden Lindsay and the name you left out there, Kevin, Kevin Austin, Austin, another yeah. senior who, who just never has had the chance to produce via his own mistakes and injuries. These are two guys who there's a lot of hope for. There's a lot of preseason discussion about. There's a lot of hype coming out of camp. But the reality is Notre Dame didn't have any sure things at receiver last year. They had a Northwestern graduate transfer in Bennett Skaronic and Javon McKinley, who had done less in his career than Kevin Austin had coming, at Kaz and coming into the season. And yet Notre Dame made the playoff. Notre Dame doesn't necessarily need to have known commodities to prove itself. When you have Kyron Williams, Chris Tyree, Michael Mayer, you pointed out what they lost in the offensive line. You pointed out they lost Ian Book. 
they brought back uh, two preseason All-Americans and Michael Mayer and Kyron Williams, a 4.340 in Chris Tyree. This is an offense that has playmakers, whether or not we know about the receivers. So Douglas seems like he's not down on Notre Dame. He seems like you feel like they can build upon their success last year. Do I think they will go 500 at best, as somebody said in the previous <laughs> that was segment? A little embellishment. That, was a, that was a little embellishment. I, I, With an easy schedule. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but they have some very difficult yes. games, in my opinion. I'm not saying they're a playoff team. I'm, I'm saying when you see an over-under win total of 8.5 or 9, right. Notre Dame's not going to lose four games. They have too much top-end talent, not to mention they will be better than... See, here's Eight, what's interesting. Nine teams in both, both sides of the line of scrimmage. And, and I'm glad you said that. Here's what's interesting. I take the under. Well, let's, can, can, can we talk this through? Yeah. So You're telling me they lose four games. So I, I, Cincinnati's a loss. Cincinnati's loaded. I, a lot of people believe in Wisconsin. I have to see it. I know they have a lot of returning players. I know people think they're a threat to Ohio State in the Big Ten. North Carolina has arguably the best quarterback in college football in Sam Howell. Southern Cal right behind him. has Kayvon Slovis. I mean, so that's four games there. Now you're that, telling me they will lose all four. No. If you're but, taking the under. So any any three of the four, and then there are some slip-up games. You know, like I said, you know, um, I think Virginia, Toledo's better than people think. And I know Toledo normally is not a threat. Toledo but I'm just is. telling you, Jason Candle has uh, a Dynamite I, absolutely. group can of I just, talent sitting there, can down I, there can I just in say Toledo. This right now, I think take the points of Toledo in that game. Yeah. Because it's a short week. But I don't want people to be surprised about Toledo, about UAB. What Notre Dame does. Like, there are a couple non-power five schools that are loaded. I think there's just a lot of questions, and I think Notre Dame right now, as opposed to, and I'll see if, Douglas, you agree, 2016 was just a, a debacle, right? Everything was just... <laughs> Why be so generous? What could go wrong went wrong. They are in such a healthier spot. They've been recruiting so much. Well, we only have, you know, like 50 seconds here, but give your pitch. So you've given your pitch on the under. Mm-hmm. Give your pitch on the over. Uh, Notre Dame has won 34 consecutive games against unranked teams. The only two teams with longer streaks are teams that go by the names of Clemson and Alabama. You are right. There are some challenging games there. Virginia, Virginia Tech, Sure. Until Notre Dame loses a game against an unranked opponent, I'm not going to assume Notre Dame will. That's this is fair. no longer 2016. This is no longer 2015 or 14. That's fair. Look at you. Yeah. Look at you. I'm proud of you. You you know. Plus 105. <laughs> under eight and a half. See? Guaranteed. Over nine. Plus 120. <laughs> Just tell them that USF's going under three and a half wins. That'll get them all. They're going under because they don't play my guy. I recruited Joe Wilkins out of high school. Joe they, Wilkins will start. Yeah, they beat He's going to get some. They beat me on him. Joe Wilkins might start. Yeah. 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 Your guy. See? Now go over. Shout out to Flies. <laughs> everybody right. Thanks to Douglas Farmer, NBC Sports. Check out his great work. It's the Nightcap here on VEASAN. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... <laughs> Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.